Asia-Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, good morning listeners. It's just on nine o'clock and thanks to Solidarity Breakfast for another interesting program and um, I almost let the, that music uh, go on for a bit longer. My uh, Arlen home uh, uh, from the Warumpi band really, um, I saw them pr- um, do that music live well over 20 years ago. Anyway, that was um, great. So it's a lovely sunny day. It's 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio and listening to Asia Pacific Currents, the um, program of Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, aawl.org.au, um, or you can go to our uh, Facebook site of um, we've got a Twitter account as well. My name is Pierre Morrow, and I've also got with me Sam. I'm Sam. And um, and um, I've also got two um, guests here from Indonesia, Daniel and Serena from Solidaris Net, and we'll have a interview with them um, later on, about halfway through the the program. But um, as um, as usual, we'll have the uh, mini news uh, roundups. But also, listeners, don't forget there is an important demonstration or counter demonstration uh, today at. Um, at 12 o'clock at uh, Federation Square um, against racing. We're basically going to do a counter-demonstration um, against a, a, a group of uh, racists that um, are trying to demonstrate um, and trying to divide the community. So um, be there at 12 o'clock at um, Federation Square today. Lovely sunny day. And on the news item for the first item... The, um, unfortunately, we have seen that um, there is um, strife continuing in Yemen. As, we, as we have witnessed in other countries in West Asia, the involvement of regional and imperialist forces in a situation of civil strife only leads to greater death and despair for workers. This week, as the direct result of the aerial bombardment of uh, Yemen by a coalition of Arab countries, at least 29 workers were killed when the dairy factory scored a direct hit. The the current war in Yemen is another symptom of the growing crisis that has engulfed the region in the last four years as a range of dictators, autocrats, imperialists and reactionary forces try to suppress the popular uprisings of the Arab Springs. So, and um, unfortunately, I wrote that a couple of days ago, and the situation uh, has um, steadily deteriorated from there as well. Tens of thousands of Vietnamese shoes workers stage week-long streak. As previously reported, the opening up of the Vietnam's economy to global companies has increasing the pressure on Vietnam's unions to report and advance their members' rights. This week, up to 19,000 Adidas and Nike workers took to the street of Ho Chi Minh City in the country's south of protest against a new proposed laws, labor laws, law. Workers are unhappy with the new law 
on social security payments as they say it will increase their ability to provide for their families when not working or at retirement. That's right. That's um, uh, very interesting because um, for listeners, regular listeners would know that we have uh, brought uh, more and more news about uh, Vietnam, about workers um, in recent uh, times and uh, they're they're really struggling against um, low wages and the working conditions. And um, as far as I know, the the strike of uh, these tens of thousands of workers is still going on. Um, We go now to um, Eastern India where unfortunately um, we have to um, bring you the news of the death of um, some more workers. Where earlier in the week a massive explosion and fire rocked the Rohit Firecracker Manufacturing Unit in Gokulapudu, uh, situated on Andhra Pradesh uh, Vishakhapatnam district, which is uh, on the coast on the eastern India. The evening uh, blast at this factory um, trapped many workers uh, while they were working, leaving them no chance to escape. Uh, Latest reports say that at least six workers uh, were killed, with another ten badly injured. Um, More bodies may still be found under the factory's remain because it hasn't been totally uh, excavated. Now, while the cause of this explosion uh, is not known at this stage as yet, the investigations are still continuing, India's, and India's health and safety standards are known to be very weak, leading to many fatalities and injuries to workers. And if you go to on our website um, to this story, there's actually a link that will provide um, um, some information about the health and safety standards in, uh, in India and how many workers um, annually get uh, injured and, and die. Fight to return penalty rates in Australia under, undermined by Yellow Union. Australian unions want the right to be paid at overtime rent for workers working outside normal hours on the weekend and on public holidays. There is a concert push by the Australian government and capitalist groups to decrease penalty rents. The Australian Union movement is campaigning hard to hard to defend them. Unfortunately, this campaign is beginning undermined by Australia's big, biggest yellow union, the SEDA. The SEDA has recently done a daily deal with the South Australian state government to cut penalty rents, while in a separate case it has Olied with calls one of the biggest Australian campaigns to take away penalty rents from meat workers. Penalty rents were won by workers organized by fighting and independent unions. Yeah, um, Sam, that's a very interesting um, campaign and it's very, um, very unfortunate what's happening at, at Coles, but also what the SDA has done in um, South Australia with uh, cutting penalty rates but certainly we will keep a, uh, um, a um, keep our attention our focus on it we'll just go to a short community um, announcement and we'll be back um, with more news from the region 3CR always bringing you the latest union news they're coming after us at the moment they want to get rid of penalty rates the big push from businesses 
They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR. This is Billy X. Jennings of the Black Panther Party. Power to the people. It's um, just on um, eight past uh, nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio, listening to Asia Pacific uh, Currents, the um, the radio program of Australia Asia Worker Links on this beautiful sunny day in Melbourne. And um, going back to our news stories, we go to um, to Thailand, where at the end of March, uh, Thailand's military junta announced that it is in the process of lifting martial law but will replace it now with a new security order. This announcement has been met with widespread scepticism as the new regulations that the um, um, government is actually going to implement will hand the military even more powers than present under under martial law to suppress dissent. Under such conditions, there can be no return to democracy and any elections that are scheduled to be run under the under these conditions would be a fraud. And just to underline the what is happening in Thailand, in the same week that the military said they were going to uh, lift martial law, the a military court sentenced a man to 25 years of, in jail for insulting the monarchy on Facebook. The man was sentenced under the draconian Les Majest law. And in actual fact, the uh, sentence was 50 years. Um, but uh, because the person uh, uh, pleaded guilty, the, the judge um, decided to be generous and, and cut it to 25 years, which obviously is a travesty of justice. And um, we go to next door to Malaysia, where over the last uh, few months we've brought you a number of um, of news items about the continuing intimidation against any opposition in Malaysia, and the um, and of and the situation for workers and human rights activists is becoming less secure as the as the government increasingly targets cr- critics via the Sedition Act. Now, as uh, regular listeners would know. In Malaysia, um, for many years, there was the so-called Internal Security Act that allowed um, people to be arrested really without charge. That has been um, uh, stopped, that, but now it's, the Sedition Act has come up and the government has uh, used that um, quite commonly now. And last year, a number of protests were held against the spate of arrest under the Sedition Act, but early this year, more people were arrested. And this week... It was the turn of five journalists to be arrested and charged with sedition for their reporting on Malaysia's Islamic law. This obviously represents a serious attack on the freedom of expression in Malaysia. And again, we'll um, certainly keep you abreast of the continuing uh, cases in Malaysia. And um, our last um, item, we focus again here in Australia, where in a judgment handed out um, this week, an Australian judge ordered a restaurant who had employed an Indian cook to pay him almost $200,000 in back pay. 
Now, the Cook Dulo Rum had been sponsored to Australia under its 4-5 skilled worker visa program. The judge found that Dulo had been kept virtually as a slave, working 12-hour long uh, work days and getting paid very little. In other words, $200,000 were um, the, the pay he was actually owed, so he must have been working for a few years. Now, unfortunately, this is not the first case of such exploitation of migrant workers in Australia, and unions like the AMW and the CM. FMEU have been fighting hard to protect these workers' wages and conditions, and even this year, there's been a couple of um, um, a couple of of, uh, of uh, cases that have highlighted quite public cases that have highlighted the the, the exploitation that these workers can face. So, um, so that's certainly something we will uh, keep looking at. Of course, migrant workers are. Uh, exploited are used all around the world by capitalists as um, cheap labour, and laws um, keep them uh, afraid to um, organise. It's um, just on twelve past nine o'clock, and um, we'll have another couple of community announcements, and then we'll be back with Daniel and Serena to talk a bit about the situation for workers in Indonesia. Has your organisation been interviewed on 3CR? Your band played live to air. Have you heard your latest song? Groups like yours can now become 3CR organisational subscribers. Just $110 gets your organisational group behind Melbourne's longest-running activist radio station. 3CR gives access and training to communities traditionally denied a voice in the mainstream media. Get online at 3cr.org.au or call 94198377 and become an organisational subscriber. Show your love, 3CR. Community Radio 855 I am What are you supposed to do? Of course, uh, become a uh, trade union activist That's probably the best thing that you could do After maybe keep listening to 3CR Radio And this is Asia Pacific Currents. Uh, it's my pleasure to have uh, here in the studio Daniel and Serena from uh, Solidaritas in Indonesia, who, which is the Alternative Media and Education for Workers Unit. Uh, good morning to both of you. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. And um, maybe just to give us a bit of an introduction to the situation for workers um, in Indonesia. The last few years, we have seen very large mobilization, very large demonstrations in Indonesia. Would you say that the workers' movement in Indonesia now is very strong? Yeah, especially from 2012. 2012. But uh, in 2013, I think there is a counterattack from capitalist state and vigilantes and since then the <coughs> demand of the 
uh, with her assistance uh, attack and um, fail. So that's, that's why at first we got 40% height and then in after that we so you got a 40% um, 14, 14, 14 Four, I'm sorry, 40% 40%, 4 zero rise in yeah. minimum wage and then a year after that in 1913 down to 30% and then now in just 16.7% Right. And these are wage rises that the and do workers actually receive them? The increase in wages? Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That that that's um that's great. And um and does that apply to workers all around Indonesia or only the ones that um were are organized? It's not across the board. It's uh the, the minimum which is uh a different from city to city because the minimum which is a uh, city minimum wage and professional minimum wage, which mm-hmm. and the lowest one is about uh, 120 Australian dollars. The highest one is 300. All right, because mm-hmm. obviously the cost of living are different from different parts of Indonesia. Not really. Not really. <laughs> I, I see. And so why in some cities workers get much more than others? Is it because they have been stronger there? Yes, especially a certain city like Bukasi in West Java. It's, uh, the movement is quite strong. And the other cities uh, actually benefit from the, uh, the, the strong uh, movement in the other cities. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um and um and now in the um in the workers movement I I read that um, one of the strongest ones was the metal workers federation and that now they seem to have become not as not as strong or not as radical. Can you explain that? Yeah, after the contact attack <coughs> That we realized that the leadership have no capacity to uh, fight back, and it is this understand that because they are formerly a jailer trade unions, so they haven't transformed uh, fully yet. And what impact will this have on on workers? Um, yeah, the, as I said, that the, the uh, minimum wage uh, is not quite high again. Uh, uh, last year we got just 16.7%. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is the coastal workers, or uh, outs- we, we call it outsourcing workers, are back again. Mm-hmm. And the contract labor also. Uh, mushroom again, yeah. and so um, casualization and contracting out is mm. is a big issue for Indonesian workers as well. Yeah, of course. Sometimes just uh, they con- the capitalists just contract for three months or six months. Mm. So they just get contracts of six to th- three to six months. Yeah, sometimes. 
Yeah, yeah. well, um, a lot of um, workers in Australia would uh, understand all that because uh, contracting out and casualisation is something that's increasing here as well. Yeah, after they they are fired, sometimes one year or two years, they will uh, get the job back. And so in terms of um, doing education work, you're obviously, um, uh, one of your big focus is doing education work around workers. Um, what, what's, the, what's some of the activities that you carry out? Yeah, we give them an alternative for education. Uh, <laughs> alternative education means that uh, because we are aware that uh, the curriculum of the Yellow mm. Trade Union is still intact. So, and also we give a political education and econo- political economy education. And we uh, give also the history education because uh, the, the danger things of the new orders before is that they erase the memory of the people. So, yeah. And of course, uh, for people who may not know, uh, in, in Indonesia between 65 and 67, that was uh, what can only be described as genocide of workers and, and activists, and up to a million people were, yeah. were, were, were killed. Um, yeah. And Sarina, would you like to add anything about education work that you do among workers? Mm. Actually, I start to uh, join um, as a labor activist in 2012, but Daniel uh, uh, start uh, start to teach uh, the workers uh, since 2010. Um, um, I um, before I join uh, to the to, to the metal union, uh, I was a student activist uh, for six years, uh, but. <coughs> And I, uh, uh, what uh, we do uh, among the workers uh, is uh, uh, give uh, the workers understanding that the source of the exploitation are the profits of the uh, capitalists and the system based on private ownership. Um, because uh, the leadership of Metal Union uh, didn't teach about it. Uh, uh, they always... Uh, 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 teach the workers that uh, the source of the well, the workers' world uh, is uh, the the rights, uh, the, the rights in labor law. And um, so, in, do you find it difficult to do education to workers? Like, do you have difficulty in actually reaching workers, whether in the homes or in the factories? Like, where do you do the education? Uh, no. Uh, uh, <clears throat> because uh, according uh, our experience, Daniel and I, uh, in 2010, uh, the the leadership of Metal Union need uh, need uh, the more radical ideas because uh, the the because the Metal Union itself uh, was stagnant. Um, the situation, uh, the Metal Union Indonesia. Uh, until now is not the biggest the biggest trade union in Indonesia uh, SPSI uh, 
still still the biggest uh, is uh, is a yellow union and uh, career and position uh, in the government maybe like this you know uh, the labor activists um, uh, try to reach the the career uh, uh, by joining uh, with the with the trade union same in Indonesia but uh, the career and the position uh, SPSI uh, still uh, the favorite uh, so uh, how to uh, the metal union to to get the the position in the government so they they i think they they use uh, the mass mobilization to get it and um, uh, into in election 2000 in, in election 2014 uh, the leadership of metal union support uh, a president candidate and uh, and 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 the the, the and and the and and the president candidate Prabowo Subianto um, promise uh, for minister position if uh, if he uh, win the election, but he he didn't win. I, I, uh, yes, yes. They, they what we say here in Australia is they backed the wrong horse <laughs> so they um, but it, yes um there was a very um clear explanation that you mm. gave how unfortunately sometimes union leaders see their position as as a stepping yeah. stone to higher yeah. offices and leave the workers um, mm. behind yeah. at, at first they they welcome us yeah as um a tools to uh, what to mobilize peoples and um, they eventually they realized that uh, we already we can mobil- radicalize people so. so have you got now got trouble getting to the workers because the union doesn't want your type of education anymore yeah they try to boycott us and yeah yeah Official, it, it's official because it was official because uh, they uh, they uh, they uh, they sent uh, the letter banner uh, to the to the member um, <coughs> uh, in two thousand and and ten they uh, welcome uh, but in two thousand and twelve after the labor movement race and I estimate. Uh, I, I estimate around two million workers were involved in protest or strike, mm-hmm. so they uh, they start to they, they start to to restrict uh, to restrict our activities, and the leadership uh, stop us to teach the workers political economy because they uh, they said that it uh, to this is that 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 was. Uh, it's a radical for workers. For workers, uh, the workers uh, was not ready. Something like that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. Well, that sounds um, uh, very, very interesting. And uh, unfortunately, I've heard that happening before. That you know, once the workers get radicalized, maybe the leadership thinks, "Oh well, mm. that's uh, that's enough. Thank you." very much uh, yeah. 
So we've only got like uh, a minute to go. So maybe just the final words from both of you, given the current situation in Indonesia, how do you see the workers' movement in the next six to 12 months in Indonesia? Maybe 15 seconds each. Just start. A keyword is a setback. Right. So it's going to be a setback. So it's yeah. going to be uh, tough, tough times. Yeah. Um, Any more hopeful, um, Sarina? Uh, Are you more hopeful for the future? Yeah, of course. Um, I think uh, the labor, Indonesian labor movement is uh, have a poten is a potential to Indonesian change in the future. In the future. All right, that's a, that's a better better spot to go. We've got <laughs> setback, and then but there's potential. So that's <laughs> uh, that's where we leave it. We've all got we've always mm. got potential. So um, Daniel and Serena, thank you very much for coming on the program, and I hope you enjoy the next few days uh, in Melbourne and okay. in Australia. Thank you. Thank you. And um, you were listening to um, Daniel and um, Serena from the Alternative Media Education for Workers group in Indonesia. And it's just on 28 um, past nine o'clock. And that's uh, really all that we have uh, time for from um, myself, Pierre Morrow and Sam. And um, we'll be back uh, with you next week with another program of Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings. And um, you can find us at, at www.aawl.org.au. And obviously, don't forget for the rally, the counter rally against racism today um, at midday at Federation Square. So, right in the middle of the city in about two and a half hours, be there. That's all from me. Stay tuned to 3CR on this lovely sunny day we'll go to a committee announcement and then um, we'll go to palestine remembered you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to all the w's.3cr.org.au